Welcome back to another podcast of the Life in the Fast Lane. I'm your host, Nick Carlson. I am with my world-famous, uh, badass CTO, Mr. Kyle Parks. How are you this morning? I'm going to cry with that intro. Badass. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Kyle's been over here just, he's like that silent killer in the back that will just get you when you don't, when you least expect it. I try. It's like a fart. He's a, he's a secret, <laughs> he's my secret weapon. So guys, welcome back to another podcast. Um, we have a very, very awesome show. Uh, I'm going to let Kyle, Kyle seems to hold all the notes for us in the show. So Kyle's going to, you know, let us know what we're going to be talking about, and we're going to jump right into it. Well, I have gotten some messages lately, and we have to go over 09. 09. There's a story behind 09, and everybody has been asking, what's the joke around it? Okay. Because so. I explained to them, I said, every time it's 11 or something 09, the time, we just go, 09, just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I, <laughs> it, this goes way back and since, uh, since I was a young, young, young man. Uh, when I first started racing, my first number was 73. And I didn't like number 73. My mother had a lot to do with that number, and I had no interest in that number. So yeah. year, year two, we changed my go-kart number to number nine. My, fa- my, my favorite race car driver back then was Bill Elliott. He was number nine. And so the, you know, I was nine in go-karts, and it wasn't very in- infamous at that point in time. Um, but when I turned uh, 12 or 13 years old, we, uh, we switched to another series, and there was already somebody with the number nine. So yeah. we were like, damn it. You know, what, what do we do? Uh, we wanted to stick with a nine, so we just took a, a zero in front of it, and uh, we didn't like that. We, you know, growing up, there was kids with, you know, oh one, oh five, oh four, oh seven, and I couldn't stand it. It's like a date. It is. It's. It just. I didn't like it. Um, but there was something about the oh nine that just really just, I don't know. It, it really just touched our souls. Yeah. And so you know, I went on to have a very successful racing career i wasn't the best i definitely wasn't the worst um but i was you know anywhere we went we were top five no matter no matter where i showed up um it it was you know a lot to do with our heart and our passion we didn't have the most money like when we would show up to a racetrack we had typically the smallest truck the smallest trailer the The underdog the underdog no sponsors you know we do listen i was racing against guys that would pull up in 18 wheelers and pull out in in certain series they'd pull out 10 cars yeah you know, or they pull out insane. three or four, you know, late models or or whatever. They were connected to Joe Gibbs. You know, anybody that has any, they don't live under a rock knows who Joe Gibbs is. His book was pretty good. I didn't read it. He has a book. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to. You read told it. me about him. I looked him up. I was like, I wonder if he has a book. And I checked it out. I was like, Oh wow, that's that's pretty good. Good. It's well, a lot. It goes down the godly side a lot. The godly. Yeah. 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 Religion. He, he is yeah. a massive religious person. Yeah. So the book did hit on a lot of that, but it, I think it went into a story of like his son and stuff like that. It was, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, he's had, he has two sons. They both have passed. Yeah. One was like brain cancer. One, um, his grandson, Ty just won a championship last year, I believe. And the next morning after, uh, his son won the championship, dad didn't wake up. Wow. So that, that Joe Gibbs has lost both his sons. Very terrible story. But, um, you know, we showed up to the racetrack, and there was, you know, guys had spare engines and all this stuff. And no matter where we went, we always were the underdog. We, you know, in racing, if your zip code isn't, you know, Raleigh or Concord or Winston-Salem, if you weren't from that area or Statesville, you're not – you're nobody. And and so you we would show up being from Maryland – no one's from Maryland yeah. in that in that world. Um, the old four ten, yeah, old four ten or three hundred one, and it um, you know, it was just always a struggle. And what I loved about it, I actually, so we just did a, I did a coaching call last night. And I was talking about this actually. Um, the 
the big thing that I learned growing up, so when I was growing up, I grew up with no money. I grew up with no education. I grew up with no privilege. I grew up with nothing, right? And the thing that it taught me the most was I learned how to grind. When everyone else could like skim through school, they could get straight A's or A's and B's. It was all I had to get B's and C's. Like it took every ounce of me. I'd do homework all night long. I'd study all night long. I'd study the next morning, go to school, get a C. And I mean, I'm poor. My God, I'd go home, I'd cry. Been there. Cry my eyes out trying to get through this stuff. But today it has served me extraordinarily well because the world's not set up like school. School is go in, learn something, memorize it, take, take a test. test, be done. Yeah. Th- that's not reality. You're that's not, not life. figuring something out from zero. Right. You're not problem solving. It. Right. And that's yeah. what that's what we're missing in school. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. But what what happened was when I came out of high school, I had learned how to uh, grind. I learned how to get obsessed. I learned how to dig when everyone else was kind of like lifting. I'll give you a great for instance, biking. I started biking a couple of years ago and I invited some friends and said, hey, come on, let's go biking. And what I learned was going down the hills, everybody would just coast. Yeah. That's when I dig. When yeah, it, you pedal so that you build the momentum so that when you get to the next hill, you're already passing everyone. That and on top of that is when it does get hard, I'm conditioning myself in the easy times. And I all I have to do when it gets really hard, all I have to do is just make it through. Yeah, it's a one foot in front of the other kind of deal. Right. And and Vikings taught me that school. Well, not the, my struggles in school had taught me that. And so all that transitioned over into racing. So yeah. I'll give you a great, this is a great story. So we're at a, a racetrack that no longer exists. It's called Old Dominion Speedway. I'm probably 16, 17 years old. Hormones are racing. All my buddies are about the same age as me. And this one kid, Duncan Molesworth, was sitting on the pole. He starts P1, number one. I'm number two. Yeah. And the pace car was this this uh, Chrysler. I call it old because it was, but it was brand new then. Is a Chrysler um gosh not a 300 i can't remember what it was called but it was a convertible yeah and in the back of the in the back of this convertible were two hooters girls mm. and duncan is waving at him he's looking at him and i'm sitting there going he's i'm going i'm going to eat your lunch yep. you're done and as soon as that pace car moved like what what would happen is you'd come through 3 and 4 turn 3 and 4 you'd be an inch off each other right left to right side by side so he's on my left my driver's side and I'd be right. I'd be so close to him to make him nervous. I could see smoke come off tires. We're, we're bumping. We're going boom, boom, boom. Yeah, you took his real estate. I was taking every bit of thing I could without messing him up or like wrecking him. Yeah. Right. So it's like, dude, listen, I'm gonna make you worry and and think about me and not that green flag. And so I got really close to him. And just as that that pace car, that pace car is only like five foot off our front bumpers. We are all over this pace car. As soon as that car turned left, I thought you're staring at those herders girls you're thinking about me being on your outside and when i go that pace car is still gonna be in front of you because think when you turns left yeah he still has some real estate to get out of right so i'm like bye 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 and i'm going through the gears and i go down and turn one and i'm like three cars out front and i went on to win the race yeah um you know it it, it all it all was you know it, it taught me be, not being good at something and having to overcome it in learning the lessons taught me how to overcome yeah well that kind of leads into what we were going to talk about today was why aren't you taking the right next move which you threw me off this morning (laughs) i'm sitting in my truck and i see the text and i'm like 
what did I do wrong? What did I mess up? Like, I'm going through this whole Rolodex. I'm like, did I go through a whole day and forget something? Like, what did I do? No, 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 no. No, no. and you're talking, as we always say, we're, we're shooting podcast ideas back and forward. And no, that would just, it came at the time where I'm still kind of waking up just with this cold. Yeah. And my brain's just coming too. And as soon as I had sent the text, I'm like, oh, I know what he's talking about. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. No worries. I, I, I figured I'd throw you off on that one. It was but, funny because I was on the phone with Ben and I'm like, uh, Hang on one second. I think I fucked up. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, and if you did, I would come tell you right to your face. I'd be yeah. like, come meet me in my office. Well, that's why I was like, ah, what did I do? No, no one around here screws up that bad. Like, every once in a while, there, it's like I have to have a talking to somebody. and It's a reality check is really what it is. But anyway, let's get back to the story of the 09. So, in racing, uh, we moved to this new series, and it was, you know, 09 was my number. And we, we would always go around going, oh, nine bitches. Like, we were just having fun. Yeah. And, um, you know, as time went on, it just kind of got ingrained to me. Like, I um, I'd wear a jacket every single day going to school, and we'd have the, the 09 stitched in my jacket. Like, you've never yeah. seen this jacket. I had to dig it up somewhere. It's, uh, who knows? Maybe I threw it away. But when I first started the landscape company, it I started the landscape company to fund the racing. And on the back of the landscaping shirts, it had a huge 09. Oh, did it? As big as a screen printer would do That's it. That's cool. It, it said 09, and it said laser cut lawn care on the back, on like an angle across the numbers. That's cool. So it was, it was fun. So this 09 thing has stuck with me for a long time. Now, fast forward to 2015-ish, when Dawson Manufacturing was established and Mulchmate was coming along. I had sold the landscape company in 17, and... I, I wholeheartedly believe that in life there's there's a path you're supposed to be on and then there's a path you're not supposed to be on. And how do you know you're on the right path? The way I know I'm on the right path is I get deja vu. Yeah. I get heavy deja I got one yesterday and I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, well, you got one a couple of days ago too where you it, you like sat back and like, hang on, just give me a second. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't make me queasy. It just like, I'm almost kind of like reminiscing into it, like yeah. playing into it. Um, because to me... That is the world saying, hey, you're on the right track. And so when I sold the landscape company, I don't know what happened, but like I think my world got back on track where I was supposed to be. Yeah. And so I started seeing 09 everywhere. Like every car that that would be in front of me, the, the license plate would end in 09. Or the back of an 18-wheeler has like typically have like numbers on the back doors yeah. of their truck. It'll say it'll end in 09. Or a service truck would go by and the truck number was 09 or I'd look at the clock and like I'd wake up in the morning and it'd be 509 like I'd wake up at 1 o'clock in the morning I'd have to take a leak and it'd be 109 like every time I turned around it was 09, 09, 09 and I'm like man this is this is getting crazy so I started mentioning it to my old man I'm like do you see these patterns? Yeah time to lean into it yeah and, and there's a whole theory on the whole thing and I'm not going to dive into that but it makes me happy and, I, and it, it tells me that I'm on the right track or at least I think that um, and sometimes you have to tell yourself certain things to help you get through the day. So um, at DOS Manufacturing, all of our part numbering systems are P09, AO9, M09, M09, H09. Everything is 09, and, and it doesn't mean anything other than the fact of it's my company, yeah, and it's how I want to structure the part numbering system. And it just it makes me chuckle. You know what else makes me chuckle? I love this so much. So people will come by the shop. And uh, they'll—I shouldn't say shop. It's not a shop. This is a this is a facility. Yeah. This is this is a if, um, almost a factory. Close. I call it a facility. Our facility—it's so cool. Somebody will walk through the door delivering materials or something. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I have a I have a uh, delivery for Dawson. 
And in my head, I'm going, you just said my dog's name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I walk around here and I see Dawson everywhere. And I think of my dog. Um, and he meant absolutely the world to me. You want to see me cry? Let me start talking you about him. You should post a picture of him here and there just to kind of like put yeah. it out there. Yeah, I should he, It was a nice dog because I saw some picture. Like when I used the bathroom at your house, it's, it's like right there in front of your face. It was yeah. like, oh, that, that is a beautiful dog. He was a beautiful dog. Tri, tri coat, brown, white, and black. Um, super smart. We'd shave him down because he got so furry as a border collie. Yeah. And we'd leave the white tip on his tail and look like a lion's tail. <laughs> it was hysterical. But um, he was he was a badass dog. And it's like not made... to mess with you, but I kind of want to do this. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. So that's the story behind 09. It, it has stuck with me, and it seems to have infected everybody here. Um, some, some of the guys at first were very pushed back on it, like, that's stupid. That's dumb. There's science to this and that. You know what? I don't care. I really don't care. It makes me happy. And if I can say it and you and get you guys to just, you know, laugh or goof off or just even bust my balls on it. Yeah. It's making us happy. And that's all there is. It's nothing. It's not some lucky number. It just, it has a lot of history to me. It's it a number a that follows you. It follows me and, it, and it, it doesn't define me, but it's a part of me. 86 follows me a lot. That's the year I was born. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Boat was 86. The Silverado that we have was 86. My parents graduated in 86. That's cool. So every time we turn around, it's like 86, 86. We look at something, we're like, oh, it's from 86. So. That's cool. That's really neat. Yeah. Speaking of dates and all that, <clears throat> so in 2009 was when I bought my Shelby. Oh, my gosh. I bought it in January. It was snowing. It was crazy outside. On 109? It, no, it wasn't. I mean, maybe it was. Who knows? I had to look back on it. That's a, whole, bill of sale. that's a really cool story, actually, the Shelby Hollow that came to be, and I had to tell that story one day. Um, maybe write that down. Yeah. Um, it was a really, really, really cool story. But um, in 09, September 9th of 09, was 09, 09, 09. That was a year one of our best friends from the boatyard had died. That's kind of weird. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't see it in a bad way. I mean, he, he's in a better place, but, like, yeah. he, he went through um, – it was esophageal cancer and um, – I don't think I think it was lung cancer, oh. but it was like one day he was here, two weeks he was gone. That happens, and he just out of nowhere. Wow, that's terrible. Could you imagine like finding out today that you had cancer and then you did you're dead two weeks from now? Yeah, that would be awful, scary. Oh my gosh, couldn't imagine. Anyway, let's keep this upbeat. So yeah, yeah. The, sorry, I didn't mean to like down the podcast, no. but like I just as soon as you said it, that was the first thing that came to mind because yeah. that, that was a. I'm not going to say a rough time for a family, but my dad went into like a really deep depression because like he was, a, him and my dad were like this. Ouch. He went fishing all the time and yeah, that's he rough. always had a, so I remember this, he had a prop necklace and he said every time he would drive the boat forward, he always put it in the front and every time it would go in reverse, he would like flip it around and I watched him do it every time. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Why, why would he do that? I just, a luck thing, like. You know how like people believe in King Neptune and things like that? That was sure. just something he believed in, so he just always did it so for, you know. Interesting. Good navigational skills. You, you know, the only thing I've ever done like that is when I raced, I'd always keep money in my pockets. Always. I, I, so I remember I went to, like, the, the food stand, got a burger during, you know, qualifying or something. Yeah. And whatever change I had, I ended up keeping in my pockets, and that was one of, like, my first wins. How many times was it, like, you know, a nickel and five pennies? Uh, typically I kept either a quarter. Or four pennies. Typically I kept a quarter or a dollar on me. Yeah, I was gonna say because that's nine cents. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I never even thought about that. Yeah, I didn't even pick up on you just saying it. Uh, no, I, I literally. So I'd always put my glove glove on first, then my right, 
and then I'd put on my left buckle and my right buckle. Yeah. It was always left to right, and then I always kept uh, a quarter or a dollar in my left pocket. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. It was just like one of those superstitious. I'd always take sweat from my brow and I'd wipe it on the name of the car. So like my cars, they were named um, Rachel, Jennifer, Stacy, <laughs> uh, Angel. Um, that's all the ones I can think of off the top of my head. I rebuilt those cars a lot. I never got new cars typically yeah. ever. Um, they were always like junkyard cars, really. I mean, we were just keeping them together. Um, but yeah, I would always, right before the race, I'd always take sweat from my brow and I'd wipe it on the car and I'd say, you know, keep me safe, baby. Because I've been through some wicked wrecks. And yeah. that was just like some kind of, it brought me comfort. Like, do what you got to do to keep yourself, you know. Every time I get in the truck, I go, good morning, sunshine. Do you really? I do. See, there you go. It somehow makes you feel better. Yeah. So anyway, guys, that's my own nine story. We kind of got off the rails on that one a little bit. But it's fun. It's it's really cool stuff, and maybe somehow you can relate to it. But um, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's always good to to keep it, you know, keep that moving forward. By the way, I was ju- I jumped into uh the coaching thing last night, so yeah. that went really really well. That guy was really bright, nineteen awesome. year old guy. I'm not gonna name any names who it, who it was. Um, nineteen year old guy, um, very 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 bright individual, far brighter than I ever was. Turns out he already owns a mulch mate. Oh, does he? I had no idea when I jumped on the call. I was just like, it's just some random guy. So we went through all his stuff, and I what I had offered him was um, the second hour. I did this before the day before we even had our, our scheduled meeting. Yeah. I said, hey, listen, the slot behind you is open. If you want it, I'll knock a hundred bucks off. You know, to to the um, for that hour if you if you it goes into it because all his questions. Because what I do is I always ask people, you know. Send me an email of like the top five things you you know you really want to focus yeah, on. Yeah, that way you could prepare and at least dig deeper. I want to get dig as deep as I can with you, and I want to keep it on the rails. Like last night, I kept saying, you know, dude, let's focus here. Let's not waste any second here. I want to give you every second I can. Yeah. To help you grow your business, and um, you know, we we went through a lot of you know all the different things I've tested, even things like well, this was this would be a great thing to to add to the coaching program, like a like a you buy into it and you learn these different things but like the the band signs yard signs yeah there is a, an enormous science to that yeah i remember you and i went it went into a down spiral of that just yes. where it goes to and the the philosophies behind it where to place them how to make them look mm-hmm. keep them clean when to go out when they get placed you know yeah. what size what's what font would you use what colors do you use what backdrop colors all that makes a huge i mean i've pfft, I bet you I've gone through 150 different designs and I've probably put out 5,000 signs in my lifetime at yeah. least, at least. And I wish I would have done more because it was when I, when I combined the bandit signs and my SEO, it, the company, I, the phones wouldn't stop ringing. It just wouldn't stop. That's awesome. It's, I mean, I remember doing it and I set it all up and this is when Julia, my wife started working for me. This is like 2013 or something. Um, She's like, dude, I, I literally can't handle all these calls. Yeah. And I'm like, isn't that awesome? She's like, no, but yes. Yeah, so. She's like, whatever you're doing is freaking working. Keep it up. And I'm like, cool. So we, we literally would be booked out three months in advance yeah. easily, um, which was really, really good. So um, guys, if you want to know more about how to better your business, you get, a, get a hold of us. Go to MultimateUSA.com. Scroll down. There's our Carlson Coaching uh, programs. You can go on there, buy time slot, buy two, two time slots if you'd like, if you want two hours, um, three hours, whatever you'd like. And uh, I can jump on the phone with you, help you organize yourself, your mind, your business, your world, and make you more profitable. Yeah, we'll leave a link to that in the description below too. There you go. Go click the link, boys. Oh, yeah. All right. So what what do we want to jump into here after this 09 conversation? I love that. That was so good. Okay, I mean, one second before I... <coughs> oh, he's down. So we... Uh, uh, 
I love that 09 conversation. It is, it is, gosh, dude, it makes my heart warm. I'm so much happier now we talked about it. Yeah, it was fun. I was on the phone with Ben, and he goes, can you please explain to me on that? I'm like, there's a story behind it. I don't know all of it, but mm-hmm. I, all I know is that it comes up all the time. It's it's come up well before Dawson manufacturing was ever a thing. It's just it's it, it's just been. If I was a tattoo guy, it'd probably be a bigger night on my chest. Yeah, like it's I'm that guy, but no tattoos for me. I get it. No, no. Do you have tattoos? Mm-mm. No. Are you, do you want them? I've always said if I ever get one, it would probably be because if my dad and when my dad passes, I'd probably get a compass rose yeah. just because of the nautical stuff. Sure. sure. So. That's cool. That's the only way I would probably end up actually getting one. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. There was, the, I don't. I have no desire to get a tattoo. Yeah. None. Like I, I joke. Like I, I, I personally think that with tattoos, I would get like my two kids' names, all my legs facing me. It's like when I sit like I am right now, they'd be like Dawson and Ellie. Yeah. You know, on either either leg. But I, I that's there's no point. I, yeah. I don't have the desire. If you want to get tattoos, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, it's to each his own. Yeah, I really Because, like, Ga- Gavin's got a really cool one. The Bahamas one, I think it's either, is it on his arm or his chest? This is on his left arm, I think. Yeah, that yeah. one looks pretty good. It looks good. It looks good. I wish there was more color in it, but whatever. And then he's got Bennett. Oh, I know. Uh. <laughs> he has his last name on his on his what, right arm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. We give him so much crap about that. It's it's like, what are you going to do, forget your name, dude? <laughs> I do. Oh, Lord. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, right. So, what did you have in mind on the second half of this podcast? podcast again uh, where you confused me and scared me this morning being on the right track or right path oh that's right keeping yourself on the right path so <clears throat> guys this i don't know where i picked this up from this morning it just kind of hit me and it is okay first off how do you find the right path for you kyle so for me sometimes it's like a life event that'll happen and you go okay I'm doing the right thing or I'm not doing the right thing and that kind of came into like and I apologize for sniffling guys I am kind of (laughs) battling this cold but we're going to keep pushing on Um, so I'll do my best to keep it limited or if I have to get up between podcasts, I'll probably go blow my nose. <laughs> Would you like me to just talk and you just do your th- here? Okay, guys. Yeah, it. you talk for a second. I'm going to disappear for uh, one second. I'm taking over because I'm going to I'm going to hold the ship together here. So here's here's what was on my mind, guys, this morning. There is a massive, in my opinion, misunderstanding on your path and staying on your path. And the first thing is is knowing your path. And what I find is that a lot of guys will they just allow life to happen to them. My coaching call last night brought a lot, I guess, this emotion out of me. But, you know, a lot of times as as business owners or just dads or moms, we're just kind of always reactive. And I learned this from a property manager friend of mine named Shannon about 20 years ago. And she said, Nick, quit it. You're being reactive, not proactive. And that is a major key to success is being proactive. And, and we talk about staying on the right path and, and proactiveness. What I mean by all that is you need to set forth a roadmap that you think is going to be a successful path for you to get to where you want to be. So first things first is what is it you want out of your life? Yeah. Right? So Ooh, oxygen. Kyle's back. <laughs> um, you need to focus in on like if you want to make a million dollars you want a private jet you want to have a five million dollar house you want to uh have no responsibility and want to live in saint thomas whatever it doesn't have to be necessarily cash um it, it could be a million different things it needs to be a vision it's a vision right yeah. so you have to have the end goal first before you can build a vision yeah right so if you don't have this this idea of what you want then 
your base your vision is blank it's black right well that's kind of where i messed up recently or in recent years is that i i had a minor painting or like a broad painting but i wasn't focused on the things that i wanted Mm -hmm. which thusly turned into me following the shiny syndrome of getting the dump truck and this and that and the reason that i got the dump truck is i went up and this was like one of the first times I had met um, Ben Keen, a uh, really good buddy of mine, Keen Property Services up in Timonium. And uh, him and I were just chatting and I saw a setup with Leaf Rig and I was like, dude, this would be awesome. Like this would help me out so much. And I saw the benefit of it, but I didn't paint the goal for myself or the vision of where that could really take me and how it could fully benefit my business. The year after I did very good for myself but when I ended up hiring somebody full time, I got complacent. Mm. And then things started to go spiraling downhill because I was like, okay, well, you know, we could do this, this, and this. I never really added a lot more work per se because, like I said, with Zach, when we would work together, he had an hour drive to get back home. So if we finished early, I gave him that ability to go back home versus trying to only, we, we worked between eight and five, and those were the times that we worked, and we tried getting ahead on the schedule or doing more. So that's where I kind of got complacent. I didn't have that vision of we can take this further. I just kind of stayed where I was. Right. Yeah. So you you have to make sure you like, okay, I'll give you a great for instance. When I started laser cut property services, it was lawn care early on laser cut lawn care. It, um, you know, from day one, I was like, I want a fleet of white trucks. I want all white trailers. I want the logo to look like this. I had a complete vision of what I thought all that looked like and then what all the dollars and cents were going to look like behind it all. Now, did it change as time went on? Of course it changed. I learned. I'm, I remolded myself and morphed myself into a better version of me. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you this. I get very tired of changing. I complain a lot, actually, about constantly evolving. Con- I, I find myself never in a state of comfort. Now, yeah. I believe that a lot of people, very successful people, say, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes, that is true, but damn, does it suck some days. Like, it really, really sucks some days. Sorry, it sounds like I'm lisping. I've got a, I've yeah. got a cough drop in my, in my mouth. Yeah, we're both battling this. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been just, we both have kids, and it's, you know, I'm into the sickness. thick of it. Yeah, we're in the thick of it. What is, what, yeah, that, that sound, that sound bite is hysterical. <laughs> but um, so when it, when it comes to your vision and staying on the rails, guys, first off, paint a huge picture. Seriously, make a dream board. A vision board, if you will. Of, they help so much. Yes. And <clears throat> the thing that I really want to dive into here is there is a major difference between business and personal. Yes. That is something I didn't do. Something I didn't do for many years. I just learned how to do this a few years ago was I thought my vision of business was me personally. Yeah. And it's not. Now, does does my, my efforts at work kind of uh define who I am. Yeah, it, it does in my scenario. That's not always the scenario. Like if you're if you're just down at the the local coffee shop making coffee, like that's probably not gonna define you unless you own the shop and make special coffees and import stuff from all over the world. It is it you have to find that thing that that defines you um and make it a good one. Make it one that you're willing to put on your headstone. Right? Yeah. Like don't ever forget that you are making a huge impact in the world and you may not even know it. Like personally, I had no idea that I had such an influence on so many people for so many years 
all I knew was I felt like I was grinding and learning and growing, and I felt like a failure. Yeah, you're showing people what they can be versus what they are. Sure. And that's what people want to be able to see is where can I be tomorrow if I did this today? Right, right, and that's the thing. Do it today. Just like with this podcast, this studio has gotten exponentially better since we started. Not there yet. Not there yet, but like, dude, we got chairs now. We got a table. We got a light. We got a dimmer. They're we still got... so comfortable. They're wearing in a little bit. Mine's a lot less stiff than it was yeah, when we it's nice. just got them. I like it. So kind of keeping track here, guys, of, of keeping it on the rails and keeping in your lane and, and you know, building that highway. So you got to build the highway, which is you know you, you you find your end goal you find your vision you find where you think you're going to be the happiest it's going to change be okay with that know that there's going to be a lot of change know there's going to be a lot of lane shifting yes once you get on that road that's normal you don't just stay in the same lane so once you have that vision then you can start building your road when i say when i say building your road it's make a plan yeah like a lot of people don't take time to make a plan and when i say make a plan i'm not saying on january 1st you're gonna set this resolution and you know i'm gonna lose weight and i'm gonna build my business and blah blah, blah. dude if you're doing that you've already failed yeah because you could do it today what is today today's like november something right we're in november i couldn't tell you off the top of my head who even knows i don't even care because like okay last night i'll give you for instance i got off the, the bandwagon doing push-ups i was doing push-ups for months and months and months and i just got to a mental bandwidth part of my life where I just couldn't handle anymore and I said you know what I'm gonna give my time some some my body some time to rest my mind some time to rest and I'm just gonna spend this time with my kids lay in bed teach them sing to them teach them how to read whatever and last night my daughter's like daddy you need to start doing push-ups again and I was like got it done <clears throat> the funny thing is truth be told very vulnerable here I had laid down in her bed last night before she had said that and I thought to myself I should get up and do push-ups mm. and I chose not to because I was in a weak moment. I was just, I just hadn't gotten there yet. And I was going to be like, oh, I'll start tomorrow. And, and she kept me accountable. And that's, that's helpful when you have people like that in your life. But, you know, there isn't very many times I get that. Not very often people have to remind me. That was me this morning. I woke up and I was like, dude, it'd be so nice to just stay here and sleep in and just call <laughs> out. And I'm like, you know, nope, can't do it. You mm -mm. you can easily sit there at a computer and get something done today. You could, you could, and we are, and we're going to get done and you're going to feel better at the end of the day. And a body motion stays in motion. Exactly. Right? So getting back to this highway guys, you've got to, you've got to start where you want to be first, work your way back. That's your plan. That's a business plan. That's a personal plan. Make sure those two are separate. You may not even be in business. If you're listening to this and you're not even in business, it's a, you don't have to be in order to have a structured plan of attack on how you're going to go about the day. This could simply look like this. It could simply be get out of bed. So Mel Robbins talks about getting out of bed. You ever heard her talk about this? I have, yeah. It's the 5-4-3-2-1 method. Yep. So as soon as she your just eyes... gets up. Yeah, just go 5-4-3-2-1 and get up, right? She's great. If you guys aren't following Mel Robbins, she's fantastic. Um... She's got a lot. I think she's got a Wasn't great book. Isn't there the power of high five or something power, like that? She's she got did? power of high five. Yep. So she'll go around giving people high five. She'll give herself a high five in the mirror. Like the thing that I'm very iffy on with that one is a lot of people lie to themselves. Yeah. A lot of people look in the mirror and they're like, I'm doing great. I'm 350 pounds and I'm doing amazing. Well, you're not if you're not in the middle of losing. You no, know, I don't care. This whole body positive thing, don't get me started on this. This is frustrating to me because. If you're 350 pounds, first off, I was that guy. So I'm allowed to freaking talk about this. Yeah. But if you look at yourself in the mirror and you're at 350 pounds, I don't care how big you are, 350 pounds is probably too heavy. It takes a lot more effort, too, to be able to tie yourself. You look good at that weight and 
if you had lost 100 pounds and you look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you look good then. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a, you're lying. Yeah. You're just straight up, you're lying to yourself, and there's no worse lie than when you lie to yourself. Yeah. You're not doing yourself any good, which then in turn doesn't do your family good. You wouldn't believe how much stress I relieved my family of by just losing the weight. Because they're like, I know you're not going to die, and I don't have to deal with it. Yep. So that's very important to not that's lie to yourself. That's why my dad did it, too. Yeah, it's so important, and it's it, good job for for him getting that done. That's it's a monumental task to, to take on, and you know, be honest with yourself, and be brutal, and just grind that out. It's tough. It's really tough. So <clears throat> now, guys, now that you've got your plan in place, whether it's oh, we didn't finish kind of what this could look like. So if you're a, I'm going to call you a regular person. If you don't own your own business, you're 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 insane. dealing with the nine to five. You're dealing with a nine to five. So you get up. You know, your plan may simply be get up. Take a shower, brush your teeth, do your you know personal hygiene routine, um, shave every day, make your bed, um, you know put those clothes away. I, I see people on the internet all the time, and I do not know why they do this. They take pictures of themselves. By the way, taking a million selfies and posting them, I don't get it. Whatever, each their own. But in the background, I see your house, and it's like freaking clothes everywhere, and cans in your bedroom, and bottles here, and plates of food there in your bedroom. Like in my opinion not the place yeah sorry um you even if you do eat in your room like see eating in your room to me is like eating in a well, bathroom it's like cereal though like going back to the cereal story is yeah. when you're done take it put it in the sink or put, put it, it in the dishwasher it's just as easy to put the bowl in the sink as it is to just stick it in the dishwasher yeah if you have one some people don't i lived a long time without a dishwasher so i get that but you i were the dishwasher i was the dishwasher that is for sure um but it takes just as much effort as to, to put a bowl in a, in a sink that it does in the dishwasher. And what is the difference? It is your decision yep. to to be mentally aware in the moment and not live like a zombie. And that's what this whole podcast is about is don't live like a zombie. Work on building better credentials. Work have on, intention. Yeah. Like, so have have the best intention possible for you. And a lot of people, there's just they're just not as – they don't hold themselves to a high enough standard. So do yourself a favor today and clean up your room. Clean up your house. Fix the landscaping. Clean your car out. Like, okay, I'll give you great for instance. Oh, God, on that that's one. been a big one for me this year. Oh, it's huge. So if you come to intern or um intern or interview with me here at Dawson Manufacturing, I will go look at your car. I will look at how clean it is on the outside. I'll see if you're pulled in or backed in, where you pulled in or backed in. I can tell you that if someone pulls their car in and is across the street and off to the right, you're an introvert. Yeah, I already know. I already know what kind of person I'm dealing with. I'll literally go outside and glance in the car and see what kind of person you are because, like, everyone thinks they can hide in the car. How many times have you driven down the road, Kyle, and seen people picking their nose? A bunch. A lot. And they think that they're in the little world and they can't be seen. I don't know what it is about cars, but people think we can't see in there. And it's it's filthy. It's disgusting. So take a second for yourself and clean your shit up, dude. Like, for real. Like, it's it's super important. This is going to – a clean mind – what do they say? Uh, um, cleanliness is next to godliness. Yeah. Like, seriously, dude, get your environment cleaned up. And I preach this here at work all the time. Exactly. Nonstop. It's clean up. Yeah, you clean up behind yourself. It's going to get messy here and there. I understand that because it's, it's work, right? But in racing, we call it clean as you go. Like, you don't cut a zip tie off of a race car and throw it on the floor. They're miserable to pick up. Take it, throw, clip it, and throw it in a trash can immediately. Don't let it hit the floor because then think about it. You're going to end up having to 
go over and pick that up again. So now you've created more work for yourself because you won't turn your freaking brain on. Yeah. Because you don't have intention, as you said, Kyle. So it's incredibly important that as you travel down this road, that intention – God, we should just talk about intention the rest of this podcast. It's so important <clears> – <throat> is to to have the wherewithal to know – what you're doing, what your intentions are, what the goal is, and then roughly how are you going to get there? Like it, you're going to have stumbling blocks, you're going to have potholes, you're going to have debris in the road, you're going to have traffic jams. Listen. Well, that's why you got the rerouting feature. It just yeah, you go around and you get to your destination. You do, and and keep in mind, like sometimes, and I am so guilty of this. This is my vulnerability again. Sometimes, a lot of times, I feel like I'm sitting in a traffic jam. Yeah, all the time. But have you ever sat in a traffic jam with me? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. So I, I was am, in one with Lyle one time, and that he was just like, "Yeah, we're not sitting in this." So I'm very patient when it comes to traffic because I grew up on the highway, racing, driving through the the mix and bowl, the Beltway when it used to be the mix and bowl. Now, yeah, four ninety five, ninety five, four ninety five. Yeah, where you get off and on the ninety five. That <sighs> whole that least whole, favorite spot. That whole intersection, dude. Probably before you even can remember, used to be a disaster. Now, oh it's yeah. Just, highways everywhere and it's, it's nice. still a disaster <laughs> it still is but it, like it's ten thousand times what it used to be but um understand that sometimes you just need to sit in traffic yep and when you're sitting in the traffic that's your opportunity to recover it like right now in the economy there's a storm and this storm you know is the time where it's going to give you a second to regroup rebuild reevaluate and adjust to move on to the next style of what this world's going to offer it's us. the step back to punt it is it really is and well i'm not even saying punt it is a step back i'm not trying to give it to the other team in this scenario I'm yeah tr- i'm trying to give myself a second to get reacclimated with a new environment and and you know in 19 you know we none of us knew 2020 was coming and when 2020 came you know i stood back and i was like i know exactly what's going to happen here I knew the stock market was going to crash. I sat back, and as soon as it did, I dumped like a hundred grand into it, and I made a crap ton of money. Yep. Um, you know, I I knew that certain businesses were going to thrive, uh, certain ones that were going to die off, like landscapers. I knew they were going to crush it because I knew everybody's going to be sitting home staring at their landscape, and they're too lazy to do it. Uh, yeah, and it really did. It it got out of hand. It got way out of hand. So I absolutely had a clue of what was coming, and that all came from years of experience and that was something i talked about last night with the coaching call was this this young man i asked him the first thing i said was tell me about yourself tell me about your intentions and your goals and one of the first things out of his mouth was well, i want to buy a truck and i'm like here we go shiny syndrome shiny syndrome and he my mortal enemy dude he he's like i already have a truck he's like next year i'm gonna have two guys i'm gonna have this and then that blah, 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 blah. and i'm like dude listen you are paying me to he literally told me, he's like, rough me up in this call. And I'm like, okay. Don't buy the truck. Yeah, I was like, don't buy the truck, dude. <clears throat> you need to be so overwhelmed with work that you're not getting home till 8 o'clock every night and you're working seven days a week. Yeah. Because once you do break out that second crew and you split all that work up, now both crews aren't going to be full-time. Exactly. So why And the then world? fill them up, fill yourself up so that you're back at a normal schedule. Right. And his, in- his intentions were, I, I, I just want to do estimates. Well... You're doing yourself a disservice by not going through the next couple of years of learning and grinding and growing and running into problems and understanding, you know, all the different variations of customers and how they're going to act with you. And, you know, some are going to be great and easy. Some are going to be trash. And the people that give you the hardest time, the haters online or whatever, there's more to learn from them than anybody else. Yeah. They, they offer up 
their opinion, which is rough some days. And their perspective, typically, there's something in there that'll make you better. Yeah. So, you know, kind of getting this podcast back on the rails, guys, you know, this this journey of yours and, and you know, paving that highway is big, understanding that there's going to be some curves, twists, turns, that's super important. And being kind to yourself, you know, not not just um, erupting when things don't go exactly the way you expected them to go yeah. is, is super important. I find myself struggling some days where, dude, I've given a lot. I've given my soul to this. I've given up my personal life to this. And when people fight with me or argue with me or try to, to debunk what I already know, because I've done the testing, they haven't. And sometimes you don't know what you don't know, which is okay unless you argue. The, the, the thing that are, that probably frustrates me the most is when someone argues with me that thinks they know something and they truly don't. That is like the most yeah. dangerous form of uh, conversation you can have. Um, which in, in, in that opportunity, remember I, I call that an opportunity. I didn't call that a problem. In that opportunity, that is when a, a, a problem creates a hero. Right, and so like, say you and I are going back and forth, and you have these combated things to say about me and the com- the company and the products, whatever. Is my chance to turn you around? And what I mean by that, I'll give you a great example in in landscaping. I remember towards the end of my career, I had a one of my guys had just I guess hit the end of his his rope with this this potential client, and she was she was located over in Savannah Park, and she's like, you know, he was so unprofessional and this and that. And instead of me going, oh, that's there's no way that's never going to happen. I said, ma'am, can can I please meet you? I'm I'm 15 minutes away from you. Uh, would you mind giving me the opportunity to to work with you and and to hear you out? And she says, sure. Let's call her Susan. So I went over to Susan's house and I was there right when I said I was going to be, and I sat down and I literally just became the punching bag for her yep. for maybe six or seven minutes. It wasn't too too much. And I said, ma'am, I really appreciate your feedback. Um, you know, of course there's, there's his side, her side, and the truth lies somewhere in the middle. And I'm sure you understand that, but you know, you should not feel the way you feel. Yeah. Uh, meaning my guys did not do a good enough job taking care of your feelings. And how can we fix it? And yeah. And I said, and, and after she explained it, she basically told me how to fix it. Most of the time when people are complaining, they're literally telling you how to fix yeah, yourself. Here lies, your lies the problem. You have to come up with a solution. Right. And too many people that I've I've run into, especially in the landscape industry, but just in business in general, will run away from situations like that. And there's so much more to learn in those scenarios that it, 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 it you're doing yourself a disservice. I think the issue is because people focus on just the problem and not what they can do to rectify it. Yeah, they're very and that's where they get that You get in, in that analysis paralysis for the problem, mm-hmm. and they don't focus outside of it. Of It's like when you say... Um, don't come with come, don't come to me with problems come to me with solutions and then I will help you fix it right right you so know, or per, perfect it right 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 and that's my job as the leader of all this and and I'm not it's not that I'm lazy it's that you know I'm paying everyone to to take on a load and it's like the Egyptians and building pyramids one guy couldn't do it all yeah there was a there was a you know a herd a, an army of of people that were doing all kinds of jobs some guys were digging some guys were 
you know, trimming blocks. Some guys were stacking blocks. Rome wasn't built in a day. And it wasn't built in a day, and that goes back to the traffic, right, in, yep. in, in this big highway is Rome wasn't built in a day. Your business won't get built in a day. Your your better life that you're looking for ahead of you, um, it ain't going to come tomorrow. Yeah. It's not. And it, what, what happens is it comes from a collective of great decision-making, and it comes from, you know, sitting back, studying what you're doing, and then making a positive change in the right direction. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of you may understand this, and maybe this is just a reminder, but it is it's super important that you do a self-analysis and understand, and this this doesn't come once in a while. This should be damn near every day. Yeah. Really, truly. I mean, I do it every Am day. Am I doing what I need to do? You know where I find myself doing it the most? I just This just hit me all of a sudden out of nowhere, is when I back out of my driveway. When I back out of my driveway, I think to myself, did I do the best job as a dad and a husband this morning? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of days I tell myself, no, I didn't. Honestly, if you really want to know the truth, I, I go, nope, I could have done this better. Nope, that that wasn't good. Or, you know, how did I do last night as a husband or a dad? Or, you know, how did I how did I take care of myself mentally? Did I get a bit to bed on time? Did I, um, did I veg out on TV? Or did I sit down and get, you know, 1% better on whatever it is I'm working on? Whether it's the, the Carlson coaching program or is it my Audi or is it working out? Is it taking a walk? Like, you don't have to work out all the time. I've not lifted a weight in – 15 years yeah and i lost 100 pounds doing it so it's all possible it's just a matter of having that self-awareness you do have to give yourself credit when credit is due though because like i remember there was a time when i believe you came over for fourth of july and i think matt and i were having a conversation about this on the way up to um to the bachelor party and um you had said that you don't know how to be a good father sometimes and it's I don't think it's the necessary the fact of you don't know how to be a good father. It's that you don't know if you're doing it right because you didn't grow up with like a sister or another role model to be able to be a good father figure. Mm-hmm. And you just you don't know what a good father figure is because you have a perception of it, mm-hmm. but you're not sure if you're able to make it there. Where I go wrong, that's all very very true, Kyle. And it's isn't it wild that I say that about myself? It's crazy. And I have like literally the best father on the planet. Yeah. Um, so it's not from the lack of a great father. Here, 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 and lies where my issue came, which was you know he wasn't in my life twenty four seven, and so when he was in my life, it was go 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 race 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 work 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 you know gotta do this. I grew up around adults. I never watched anybody raise a child, and so like I don't know. I never watched my mom be gentle with me because I'm in the box and a she wasn't gentle. She was. A, not a great person um and i wish she'd get herself together and i, I wish her the best it's that's a whole another conversation which yeah. we can dive into let us know if you want to hear about that story it is it is the craziest story you'd ever hear so anyway my dad was you know when he was around which he he chose to be around me as often as my mother would let him be yeah so do not get it twisted this man has done everything in his power to be with me period so that conversation just stops right there um but i never watched him raise a sibling i never watched I, I wasn't allowed to be around other kids, so that that was up my father's. You choice. didn't have the perspective outside of what you had. Is Bro, essentially what you're like, saying. Like, did you ever have a sleepover growing up? Yeah, I never had a sleepover ever. I wasn't allowed. Not again. Not my dad. My mother. Did you ever have friends over? Oh, all the time. I never had friends over ever. It was mainly Matt, though. <laughs> Whatever you had, Matt, and like I don't have that guy, that that buddy, that lifelong child friend. It's always been. You know what it feels like? It feels like being one fish in a fish tank. 
Yeah. That's really what it feels like to be me. And so like I've been a, I've been able to to learn how to just walk my own path and very lonely, very quietly just go about what I think. And, you know, raising those kids and, and feeling like a, a failure is because I know there's a better version of me tomorrow. And I know I can get there. I just, Oh, yeah. Man, like, okay, yesterday was a great, for instance, yesterday. Um, yesterday, I, I called my wife and, and said, look, come get me at 3 o'clock, and I want you and I to just drive west. And we just got in the car with the kids. They played on their tablets, and we talked a little bit with them, but they, they needed some rest time after a long day at school. And her and I just drove west. We had some some nice deep conversations. Nobody got upset with each other. It was you know talking about feelings. It was talking about life. It was talking about the road, the cars, whatever. And we just went down. What did we do? I went and fueled up. Went down thirty two and went down seventy. Yeah. And I just I just drove and then got done with the drive. I drove back here to the office. Uh, did our coaching call for two hours. She went out and got Chick fil A and Chinese. Chick-fil-A mm, for the kids. Chick-fil-A sounds so good. She got some Chick-fil-A for the kids. She got some Chinese, and she brought me back some fried rice. And I nice. sat there and ate fried rice while I was doing the coaching thing. And and my point to that story is is that, you know, six months, a year, two years, five years ago, I never would have done that. Yeah. I've been like, work till five, you'll see me after five. And sometimes if you've earned the ability to do that, like I – that's an earned thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I don't just do that, you know that. I am. I don't just tell the guys. Yeah, hey, like you need to take a vacation. Right, I need to take a vacation, and I just I keep pushing it off because I'm trying to build this content and build this momentum because I'm a momentum builder. Like, yeah, that's me. You know what? Momentum. Write that down. Momentum is a podcast that I need to I need to work with you guys on for sure because I am King Mac Daddy at building momentum and holding it. I know how to do it. It is ultra important in your life. Um, but. You know, what I see is we're heading off into Q4. No, we're in Q4. And Q1 is our biggest, you know, time of year. I am trying to build the biggest wave of sales and the biggest wave of help in this industry that I possibly can build. Yeah. And right now is when I have to dig my heels in and get it. Now, Christmas week, maybe, my daughter said she wants to go to California. I don't know how she came up with that. I don't know where we're going. Maybe we'll go there and that'll be my vacation. But I'll do it in a way that it doesn't disrupt the company. I don't just take time willy-nilly off. Yeah. And a lot, and you know, I noticed that a lot. This is something I noticed in you early on. When uh -oh. you and I first became friends, you would show up here at like one, two o'clock in the afternoon and you'd leave. You know what I would say? Fucker needs to go back to work. I don't know what the hell he's doing here. Yeah. And, and, and guys, you guys that are listening, I'm not busting Kyle up in the sense of like, he's an idiot. He was young. He was, he didn't have a full schedule yet because his company was still new and growing and he was it's still a virgin. He was still getting there. Right. But my thing is, you know, if, Okay, here's what I would have done. Now, granted, you know, did I mess this up in the beginning? Yeah, I did. You know, okay, here's my fault. I wouldn't go to work till nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And you know what my excuse was? The grass is too wet. I can't cut it. Boo hoo. I don't get my feet wet. In there. I guess who told me to get out there? Who? Be a man. Yeah. Me? Yeah. There you go. Well, because I did it. And my dad looked at me when I was doing that and he was like, what the? And if you, you okay, honestly, if you think it's that bad, you have another thing coming because that is the easiest thing to do. And when you're out there, you could fill yourself with so much pride mm -hmm. saying, I'm the one out. Like the one day I worked through, I wouldn't call it torrential downpour, but it, it was still raining. Mm -hmm. All my properties were flat lawns. I'm like, I can get through this and have no problem without running up the yards or bringing up too much mud. I went through and did the whole schedule. Wasn't a day behind from it. Yeah. And how amazing did that feel when you got done? Well, I felt great because I, I was driving around and there was no other landscaper on the road. None. And you know what else you did there? So a lot of times people do this and they don't. what they don't realize is that once the time slides by, 
the money's gone. Exactly. You can't, you cannot, I don't care if you do those jobs the next day, you can't recoup that money because the, the money, say you did $1,000 of work the next day that you should have done today. Yeah. Right? Then if you would have had that thousand dollars worth of work done today, then tomorrow you could have done a thousand, and then let's say the next day you could have done. Say the next day was like Friday, you could bill another thousand. So by the end of the week, you're a thousand dollars down on billing. Exactly. You can't get it back. It it will never come back. So if you can get push persevere through a situation without running up the situation, right? It doesn't have to be landscaping; it can be anything. You know, it is it is imperative that you. You take a quick look and, and, and do a uh, risk analysis and say, okay, how can this hurt me or how could this hurt my family or how can this hurt my customers or how could this hurt a situation, whatever it is, and then go, okay, how can I navigate through this and still get to the end goal as fast as I possibly can? Exactly. And that just takes some wherewithal and some thinking. And that's what I kind of keep harping, I guess, this conversation really about is having the wherewithal to navigate through whatever situation you're in in a, in a manner that's going to get you there. A great, a, I'm going to go back to this again. The 19-year-old kid I talked to last night, he has the wherewithal to go, I don't know everything. I do want to grow my business. I'm going to call the necessary people that do know, and I'm going to pay a little bit of money to gain years of information. Like, dude, I told him secrets last night that I was digging up out of my brain. I'm like, holy crap, I haven't thought about that in 10 years. Yeah. And it's it, it's so important that you 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 – educate yourself not not necessarily through the schooling system but through somebody that has the credentials not just some famous influencer not somebody that does great advertising i'm talking about dive deep and go what are they doing how they learn what was what did they fail from you know how they get over that do i like what they're doing i was telling him last night i was like find a rabbit finding a rabbit's basically finding someone that's doing what you're doing or doing something that I'm sorry, not doing what you're doing. Doing something that you want to do that you aspire to be. Yeah. Like me, it's, it's Ed Wright. I want to grow this company as, as big as Wright Manufacturing and beyond. I'd love to have him on. That would be... That would be a feat, but I think having him on and just talk... Because I've picked his brain before and... It's incredible. It, it, oh, my God, dude. He, I was talking to him, I believe, about um, electric mowers. I was like, what are your thoughts on this? He's like, dude, we don't have the grid for it for the next 10 years. No, At we, least. Not even 10 years. It's the... By the time that comes around, the battery technology is going to change. There's there's so much that it's – I don't know, man. That's that's a whole other rabbit hole. But, yeah, I agree with you with Ed. If we can get him on here, it would be incredible. His vocabulary is what staggers me. Yeah. Like, I, I think I have a pretty poor vocabulary, and it's not for lack of trying. It's just a lack of – my brain won't retain – Oh, I'm the same way. I can't, I can't get anything good out, but when I <laughs> – you're doing it right I now. Lame, yeah, I lame in <laughs> things essentially. Is yeah. I, I will take it and make it very easy to understand. Yeah, and I, I could I could ramp it up in certain areas and talk to you about some incredible things that would just confuse weather. You. Yeah, you, you could do the weather. <laughs> I for like sure. the weather. Yeah, um, but you know, Ed is Ed is a very bright individual, and there I, I, an encyclopedia of information. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, um, so guys, you know, getting back to this this highway that that we were kind of talking about earlier here, and, and keeping it on the rails. Build your road like the Romans. Have yeah. it a goal. Yeah, make oh. it the best you can. Big thing though, big thing. And Sam reminded me this other day. So Uh-oh. our head of production, Sam, was over my place the other day, and he was helping me move some debris on the property. And and uh, he's actually storing his boat at my house, and we were moving yeah. stuff around to to store his boat. And he actually told me something that I was very proud to hear because I've said it for years. And he finally, oh, my God, what is he, 27, finally repeated it back to me and went, you're right. And what it is is 
the insur- the journey is more important than the destination. Yep. And I I would gather that the majority of people that I talk to are so concerned with their their destination that they forget to enjoy the journey. Case in point, racing. I I did not appreciate the racing when I was doing it as much as I do now. Yeah. I, I, you reminisce in it, but in the moment you didn't. I was stressed out. Yeah, like I was like, I want to win, and and that takes a lot out of you. But you know, Sam and I we were we were cleaning this pad behind my shop that I used to keep all the salt and all the bulk uh, mulch on for my landscape company at one point in time. And this is asphalt at the moment with some walls, and um, he's like, we should get a skid loader. I'm like, yeah, but by the time I go get it and spend the money and all that, this is going to be done. So get some shovels. Come on, let's just knock this out. And um. We were doing it, and he's like, you know, I'm not hating this. And I'm like, that's interesting. Why? He goes, you said something to me a long time ago. You said, you said, enjoy the journey, not, you know, or enjoy the ride, not the destination. We should post that. Like, not post it, but get a banner or something that says that in the shop. Yeah, we Just should. something for all of us to just pop an eye on. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, we were talking about it, and I, and I was telling, you know, he, he was actually going, he's like, you used to tell me all the time about building cars. He goes... You'd build cars, and and all I want to do is drive them, and all you want to do is build them. I said, yeah. I said because there's there's more pride and there's more joy in the build than driving them. Like once I get a car done and I drive it, I'm like, yeah, okay, the done. R8. Yeah, the R8. Once I'm done with it, I'm probably drive it a few times, and I'm probably gonna go, Meh. whatever. It's, Still it's, be fun. It'll be fun, but like I'm loving the the exploring of the car and learning it and figuring it all out and 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 enjoying that whole process. Um, That's like me being a first time dad, like. I just enjoy every moment. I've been preaching that to you, haven't I? Because I was stressed out massively when it came to to my kids. I was like, "Oh, what the heck, I'm doing." Yeah. You and I both have girls. Our first kids are girls, and I was love my out. baby. Yeah, me too. I just I can't get enough of her. Especially mine's seven. Woo-hoo, good age, loving it. Um, but uh, you know, one of the one of the first conversations I ever had with Ed Wright, he said, "Enjoy what you're doing right now," and I was like, "What the hell is he talking about?" Like I am stressed out and now that we're at a point where yes is there still grind yes is there still work to be done yes but i took his advice i took all my own advice from years past and i'm really enjoying what we're doing even though like this podcast studio kind of looks like shit right now it's it's okay better it'll get better and i'm happy for where we're at now i am i am very happy where i am now i was just happy that we started well that and like like okay the coaching program we threw together like i literally did it in a day actually i didn't do it my wife did it for me because i delegate and she wanted to help and she feels a part of it and it makes her feel whole and great perfect and i've already started helping people i've already gotten tons of dms uh i've made some money off of it which is great um which helps feed my family but then you know i've already had people implement things and they said literally the next day it helps like that's that's so amazing, and it's literally something we threw together in no time. You could do it today. Exactly. Do it today. Do it today. Do it today. So, guys, we are going to wrap up this podcast here. Kyle's going to go get some Advil cold and sinus. We're going to blow my nose. He's going to go blow his nose. <laughs> and we will catch you in the next Life in the Fast Lane podcast. Um, be sure to check out all the links below to check us out on all the different social media apps. Go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're, I was doing filming this morning. Oh, that was good. What are you going to remind us of? I was going to say we changed our email, so it is now heyfastlane at gmail.com. So, hey, H-E-Y. Yep. Fastlane at gmail.com exactly it, we did that guys it's so much easier to remember um, the other one the L-I-F-T-G L-B-Z-Q whatever the heck it was it was just not going to work but we changed it as soon as we brought it up 
Okay, here's another great example. That email. Yesterday I said to you, I said, Kyle, make the change and make the change on our podcast platform. And you were like, dude, really? That's going to be rough. You had it done in like 15 minutes. Yeah. So don't be afraid to jump in there, guys. Get it done. Don't have any excuses. And you will win the day. It's going to be great, I promise. So there you go, guys. There is another episode of Life in the Fast Lane. We love you, and we'll catch you in the next one. Hey, give us an old mulch mate. Mulch mate. There we go.